just because someone doubts you, that doesn't mean you'll fail. To a large degree, you're responsible for whether you fail or succeed. I am unwilling to give up. That I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everybody. It's Kara Golden, and I'm so excited to have our next guest here. And I mean, Guy, I have been a huge fan of yours from way back when, even before I knew you, and I'm super honored to have you here today. So Guy Kawasaki, for those of you who don't know him, the renowned figure in tech and so many other things, but he was part of the Apple's original Macintosh team, lives in the Bay Area, and widely respected expert in entrepreneurship, venture capital, marketing, business evangelism, and more. He's uh, shared many insights into dozens of Books and he, of course, has his own podcast. GuyKawasaki.com is his website. And he's the chief evangelist of Canva for those of you who are familiar with Canva. I mean, amazing, amazing stuff here. Guy is also a brand ambassador for Mercedes-Benz. I did not know that. And an executive fellow of the Haas School of Business at Berkeley and an adjacent professor of the University of New South Wales and just overall, just an amazing, amazing, amazing guy on a lot of levels. And yeah, I mean, I, I remember garage.com way back yep. when, and that's when I really started following you and admiring just everything that you were building and super amazing. So take us back. Welcome Thank first you. and take us back a few years to the beginning and tell us, okay, so where'd you grow up, guy? Okay. So I grew up in Honolulu, Hawaii, and I left Hawaii to go to school in the Bay Area. And after that, I actually returned to Hawaii after I graduated from Stanford. Believe it or not, I went to law school the following year, and I hated it. A recovering lawyer. Yeah, no, okay. no, I didn't. I made a very quick decision. I hated law, so I left law school after two weeks and went back to Hawaii to work for the lieutenant governor's office. Then I came back and I went to UCLA for an MBA, which is what I really was interested in: business, not law. And then. I worked part-time for a jewelry manufacturer. This is a long story, too, because I just needed you know, some kind of part-time work to supplement <laughs> my expenses. Your life, and, yeah. Supplement my life, yes. And then after I graduated from UCLA, I went to work for that jewelry manufacturing company. And then I got bitten by the computer bug when I first saw an Apple II uh, from my classmate at Stanford. So I went into a software company for about six months. It was acquired by a company out of Georgia, and I did not want to move to Georgia. So that's when I joined the Macintosh division, and I was Macintosh division's second software evangelist. So my job was to convince software and hardware companies to make Mac products. And after that, 
I was there at Apple. I started a company as a writer, a speaker. I returned to Apple, started another company, and now I'm chief evangelist of Canva, which is an online graphics design service. And I am the creator of the Remarkable People podcast. About two months ago, my Mercedes-Benz brand ambassadorship ended. So I'm a free agent right now vis-a-vis -vis oh, cars. Everybody listen. Listen up. It's uh, got any connections there. He, he would be awesome. That's, that's so great. So take us back to, of course, the Macintosh days. And, and how fun was that? I mean, when you look in the rear view mirror and, yeah. and you know, what's the, the tech museum down in uh, San Jose? I love going there. It's like, it, you know, it just looking around at, you know, things that you didn't even know were going to be what they are today. Right. <laughs> Who and, knew? Yes. I mean, we're, yeah. I mean, you were a part of that, which is just amazing on so many levels. It was truly an amazing time. I wish that everybody, you know, once in their life works for a Macintosh division, works for a Steve Jobs or is a Steve Jobs even better. And it's it's hard to describe. Definitely a reality distortion field. And everything you heard about Steve Jobs and read about and seen in movies are all true. He was very difficult to work for, extremely demanding, actually scary. I literally was scared of how he could rip people how he could embarrass you, et cetera, et cetera. Having said that, uh, I would not trade that experience for any other business experience. Uh, I am where I am because of him. And it was a fantastic learning experience. And one of the lessons that I learned in my life is as you look back over your life, the teachers and the bosses who are the hardest are probably the ones that helped you the most. And when you're, when you're in the process, you're looking for the easiest teacher and the easiest boss. But with hindsight, my toughest teacher was an English teacher in high school named Harold Keebles, and my toughest boss was Steve Jobs at Apple. And those people, those two people, were highly, highly influential in my success. Yeah. Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart. Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week, too like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices, snacks and beverages now too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part, each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active.
How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, Term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Uh, and I think it's, I mean, you obviously have read my book and, yes. and we're kind enough to give a, a blurb on it, but I think about, you know, that a lot, right? And I also talk about, you know, in writing my book, it was a bit of therapy too. And, <laughs> and you know, and 1000% agree with what you're saying. I think sometimes people don't really realize how they're coming off. As bosses, I mean, I, I really think that the most successful, I mean, my book is called Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. I think that the most successful, clearly many entrepreneurs do have doubters and yeah. anxiety and, you know, and they maybe go around screaming and, you know, and, you know, I think Steve in many videos towards the end, you know, talked about that, that, you know, he recognized that he was you know, that person. But on the other hand, I think everybody had an enormous amount of respect for him too. Oh yeah. Literally awe. So I, I think that to address what you just mentioned, every entrepreneur who's sane and intelligent and, you know, with any degree of probability of success is scared. I mean, this concept that an entrepreneur, this swashbuckling person who's totally confident, knows he or she's going to be successful, has no doubts, has no fears, total bullshit. I mean, yeah. what I just described is someone who's probably a megalomaniac who will not succeed. 
And so being an entrepreneur, I think, is about managing those fears and despite those fears and doubts, forging ahead. And if you meet someone who says, I have no doubt in my success, you know, blah, 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 they're either bullshitting you or they're bullshitting themselves, but it's not true. It's not true. No, I totally agree. It's funny. You know, I I didn't share this with you yet, but I got my first, it wasn't a horrible review, but it wasn't the best review of my book. I've had a lot of people say like, it was awesome. And you know, you're always, I I put my big girl panties on before I started getting reviews because I knew, you know, it was going to come, but it was fascinating because the review was basically that the book did not give a one, two, three, how as an entrepreneur, you can be successful. And I said, I can't think, right. I can't think of one successful entrepreneur that would actually, and obviously you're a successful, that can actually say here, like chapter by chapter, here is one, two, three. And, And I said, I would even go as far as to say that if somebody thinks they are an entrepreneur or want to be an entrepreneur, and then they they like want that, they expect the one, two, threes, like they're probably not really an entrepreneur. No. Right. You know, the stories of sort of nobody really realizes what they're creating or, you know, truly, if you want to do something different um, as well, you're not going to have a rule book or, you know, a roadmap. You think you want something to kind of go off of, but would you agree? Yes. I I think that books like yours, which I found very, very interesting and useful, so much so that I violated your copyright and sent it to a friend of mine who's the CEO of Merge4, this the ultimate sock company. And yeah. you know, I, I interview for my podcast 52 people a year, and yours is the first book that I took the PDF, I printed it, and I sent it to somebody else. So You have my permission. Okay. You're good. <laughs> I owe you $4. So no, you're good. So yeah, there are books like yours, and I wrote a book called The Art of the Start 2.0 that can increase the probability, maybe shorten the cycle, maybe prevent you from making the usual mistakes. But if there were such a thing as a tried and true guaranteed path to entrepreneurial success, (laughs) there would be more entrepreneurial successes. It's not that simple. Yeah, no, I totally agree. When did you know that you were an entrepreneur? Like, I mean, obviously- It's not clear I know yet. So I think entrepreneurship is, it's a mindset. And I suppose, you know, Elon Musk and Steve Jobs probably has different DNA (laughs) than you and I, but, or at least me, but I think it's often it's thrust upon you. I don't think many people, you know, they, you can look back- and retroactively interpret things to prove that you were a born entrepreneur. You know, you you had a paper route at eight, and at ten you started selling you know, earrings online, and at you know fourteen you started doing this. So you can look back and say, yeah, you know, I knew I would be an entrepreneur. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of people who are selling earrings and making jewelry and you know selling tie-dyed shirts and and had paper routes who are not entrepreneurs anymore. So it's not a science. And if anybody tells you a science, <laughs> they're deluding themselves. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. I had an old friend from grade school 
who wrote me on Facebook the other day and she's, she reminded me, she said, I always knew that you were going to be an entrepreneur because yeah. you started a day camp with yeah. me. And we started this when I was 12 years old. I wanted yeah. to make some money in the middle of 120 degree heat in Arizona in the summer. And I said, Robin, let's, let's start a day camp. <laughs> and she said, where are we going to do it? And I said, we can do it at my house. I got a big yard and here's what we're going to do. We're going to go get a bunch of boxes at the grocery store that are for toilet paper and paper towels. And we're going to build a city. <laughs> she said, a city that's going to take a long time. And I said, okay, we're going to build a town. Let's start with a town and maybe it'll go to a city. And she said, hey, where are we going to get the people? And I said, we're going to make a sign and we're going to go on the corner. And she said, how much are we going to charge? And I said, I don't know. We'll, we'll forget, we won't put the price on there. And then we'll ask the parents, we'll say like uh, $5. And if they go for it, then we'll, we'll do it. Too cheap. And so, so two weeks later, we were sold out. Two weeks later, we split the money at age 12, you know, and I said, do you remember why we closed? And she said, you just got bored. Like after a while, you were like, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's let's go build something else. And I said, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You know, that's what I do today. I, you know, do hand sanitizers and all kinds of other things that I start tinkering in once these businesses are going. So, so talk to me about Canva. Yes. So Canva is an online graphics design service. Uh, I am chief evangelist for the company. I've been there about six years. Basically, we have democratized design. So it's now the case that using Canva, basically anybody can make beautiful designs that help them become better communicators. So the way it works is we have these design types. A type would be an Instagram post, a Facebook post, a flyer, a business card, a resume, a presentation. And within those design types, we have hundreds of templates that are already beautifully done for you. So you pick a design type. Let's say you want to make a, a flyer. So we have go to the flyer type. You pick one of the templates. You change the text because it's unlikely that our text exactly matches your PTA meeting flyer. And then you change the picture or you use our, we have millions of stock images that you can use. And I would say that it would take you between five and 10 minutes to create a beautiful flyer. And we do this, we make about 7 million images a day. Yeah, 7 million a day. And we have about 36 million active users, uh, monthly active users right now. So it is definitely kicking butt. That's amazing. I feel like, you know, in addition to you being an educator and author and speaker, I was describing you to somebody the other day <laughs> and mentioning that I think there are a handful of people that I can look at who truly want to hold people on their shoulders and lift them up. And I think I always see you, you know, really showing up and speaking at some of these conferences where you know, it's not necessarily the Ted's of the world. It, it's the new, it's the entrepreneurs yeah. that really, you know, want to be inspired and want to. So why do you do that? Like what makes you guy? Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, to be transparent, some of those events that you see me at, I'm being paid a lot of money to do it. Okay. So, you know, that's okay. Don't make me but into you're still Mother educating. Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're still educating, which I love. Okay. There's sort of three qualities to an invitation. So it's an organization that I like, a product that I like, or a lot of money. Any two will do. 
And and I feel at the end of my life, I want people to remember me as someone who empowered people, in the words of Steve Jobs, to dent the universe. I love it. No, that's that's amazing, amazing. So you're a father as well. You have one one daughter or more? I have one daughter and three sons. And three sons. So yes. what advice do you give your kids for for life? And knowing knowing that you've done so much and work with such great people. Listen, they don't give a crap who I am. <laughs> I mean, for the moment. For, for the moment. They will. I, I don't know about that. I don't know if they ever will. I mean, you know, you may experience this shortly, but one of my books became a New York Times bestseller or you know, something like that, which is kind of the holy grail for any author, right? You know, New York totally. Times bestseller. And so... I mean, one day I, I, I became that and I went to them and they're like, okay, so, but, you know, dad, what are we eating for lunch? I mean, it, it, yeah. it didn't even last half a minute. So I, I don't hold myself up as a role model as a parent because there's too much pressure for that. But I, I try to teach my kids that the key to life, I think, is grit, that it's not being naturally smart or naturally talented or naturally anything or being gifted or something like that. It's grit. And if you had two people, one who is or at least thinks he or she is naturally talented and another who is just gritty and just willing to grind it out, I would always pick the gritty person. And that's the secret to my success. It's my grit. It's nothing else. Yeah. And I don't think you lose that grit either, especially if you're an entrepreneur with grit. Uh, I interviewed the CEO just yesterday. We just released his podcast of Radio Flyer. Yeah, the uh, the wagon? Yeah, the wagon. You got to listen to it, guy. It's great. So he's the grandson. His grandfather produced the product and super fascinating story. And I asked him, you know, how life was through COVID. And he explained how you know, is huge time for selling wagons is the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing all kinds of production right now. They're based out of Chicago. They do everything locally. So I said, well, how's that going? Like, did your factory shut down? And he said that they dismantled their factory and basically went around to their employees and put their factory, like components of their factory on people's lawns. And so they allowed people hmm. to continue doing like the parts. So they didn't screw up huh. for the holiday season coming up. But I said like, wait a minute, like this is <laughs> a hundred year old company that, you know, and the ability to do that kind of stuff, that's grit, right? Like that's that grit. is a, for him to just think about it. And he said, you know, I, I said to everybody like, listen, you can stay home. I'm just like, you're doing the handle and you're going right. to build that. And well, and then that's all you do. And then we'll come by and we'll pick them up. And then, you know, anyway, I was like, that's awesome. That's a great story. I mean, you know, compared to, well, uh, our government should save our ass. You know, we're, I need a PPP $5 million loan so that I can get through this, right? Now, I'm no, made- totally. I totally agree. It was like, a, but I love hearing those stories where even, you know, companies doing well, established, all these things, like you can still get gritty and, you know, roll up your sleeves and and really figure out stuff. It's awesome. So let's talk about confidence. I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with grit maybe, but, you know, have you had doubts and doubters along the way that have said, you know, 
I don't know, that guy, guy, I'm not sure he can really do it. Or Well, I think there's two kinds. So one is the external one, right? And so my thoughts on the external one is that just because someone doubts you, that doesn't mean you'll fail. To a mm-hmm. large degree, you're responsible for whether you fail or succeed. The opposite is also true, though. Just because someone doubts you doesn't mean you will succeed because they're wrong. So it all comes back to grit. And well, and grit, I think, also creates luck. So there's the external doubters. Now, there's also maybe more pernicious is the internal doubters, which is, you know, can I really do this? Um, Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I whatever enough? And that may be the more dangerous one. And the only solution that I know to that is fake it till you make it, (laughs) because that's what we're all doing at some level. Don't kid yourself. Most people are faking it until they make it. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. Or, you know, so often I tell people that, you know, it's not about whether or not you can do it, Mm -hmm. but it's about figuring out whether or not, you know, you can get out of your own way. Yeah. Right. Because you build these walls up around yourself you know, I think oftentimes when you're an entrepreneur and you're a founder too, and clearly, you know, this is what Steve Jobs talked about. I mean, it's a bit lonely, right? Like, it's like you absolutely have your own doubts and, you know, it's really trying to figure out how do you get past those. And, and I would bet that even Steve Jobs had doubts and a hundred percent and Elon Musk, right? Yeah. But some of it is, as I say, faking it till you make it. And also, I would make the case that some doubt is good because if you're scared and doubting, if it doesn't paralyze you, then it makes you try harder, which is good. I mean, if you're just, you know, if you think you've been handed life on a silver platter, so therefore you don't have to work hard. That will probably be a self-fulfilling prophecy of doom there. So it's better to be scared. Yeah. No, I think it's absolutely right. Another person who read my book who shared some wisdom with me a few years ago was Jamie Dimon from J.P. Morgan Chase. And he, you know, definitely says exactly what you say. Like, it's okay for you and your kids to be a little bit scared and like get gritty and be confident you know, that, or fake it till you make it just until, you know, that you don't have some parachute to come and, and take you away. Like there, there's nothing wrong with just a little bit of fear in there. So I would highly recommend listeners buy a book called, it's called Mindset, I believe. And right. It's a great book. It's the Stanford professor, Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. And she basically says there are two kinds of mindsets. There's, you know, the growth mindset and the non-growth mindset. And the growth mindset means that you can acquire new skills, you can improve, you know, blah, blah, blah. Life is not handed to you on a silver platter. The non-growth mindset means that you think you're doomed and you're stuck or that you're blessed and you don't have to do anything. And the growth mindset is the one that I believe ultimately wins. Yeah. One of my favorite books. Such yeah. a good book. I, I totally, totally, totally agree. So last question, what makes you unstoppable? Of course, we've heard a little bit already, but I'd love to hear Guy's words so, of wisdom. So apparently you ask everybody this question at the end, right? Yeah. Well, 
I, I don't know how other people have answered, but I I don't consider myself unstoppable. But I can work harder than most people in the world. And so yeah. um, I might not be unstoppable, but I've got grit. And I also think that you know, thinking about whether you are unstoppable or not is a waste of time. And what you... <laughs> What you should be thinking about is not, am I unstoppable or stoppable? What you should be thinking about is, how do I make my product? How do I make my service? How do I lead better? How do I do all these things? And if you do all these things, guess what? You may be unstoppable. But I, I don't think you know Steve Jobs ever sat around and said, now how am I unstoppable? He didn't give a shit about that. He just wanted to make the best computer, the best phone, the best tablet, the best music device, the best store. And so, But um, I think a lot of people thought he was unstoppable. Well, he yes. may not have thought. Yes. Right. It's an interesting thing because I think it's I think people may. Well, like I look at you and I think you're unstoppable. Well, but yet you, this is calling on your doubts over here, right? Or well, And the reality of what goes on, right? Well, but I just, I don't think un, truly unstoppable people are sitting around thinking if they're unstoppable. They're just doers. And I'll give you a sort of a related concept because people ask me about this a lot. It's like, how do you build a personal brand? You know, I'm, I'm 25, 30, and I, I want to... I want to build a personal brand like you guy. You know, I want to be influential and well-known and blah, blah, blah. Should I write a book? Should I give speeches and all that? I said, you know what? Stop worrying about building a personal brand. Just build a great product, a great service, a great company. And your personal brand is a natural outcome of that. You don't sit around thinking, how do I position myself as a thought leader? Only losers do that. You build yeah. a great computer. You, you, know, you build a company that takes on Pepsi and Coke in the, you know, the beverage business. You don't sit around worrying about your freaking personal brand. And if you build a Hint yeah. or if you build a Macintosh or you build an iPhone or you build a Tesla, guess what? Your personal brand will be fine. But it's not because you thought of yourself as a guru and a thought leader and you wrote white papers that, you know, all of a sudden the world is now saluting you as a thought leader. I, so I think you're <laughs> 100% right on that. So I couldn't agree with you more. So where do people find Guy Kawasaki? What's your, what's your social? You're on everything. Like well, you're, you're everywhere. Well, this is, this is one of those things that... It's a tricky question. So if you want to follow me on social media to see what I'm doing, it's probably Instagram. But there, I'm just being me. I'm not trying to position myself as a thought leader or unstoppable or anything. Like, I love surfing, so there's a lot of surfing pictures. So if you want to see what I consider important in the world, follow my LinkedIn profile. But I will, I don't know when this is coming out, but as a caveat, I will tell you that I am extremely liberal and i believe in <laughs> rights the for your warning yeah There's i'm a giving war you a warning Good. i am Good. extremely liberal i believe in immigration i believe in vaccination except I love it if the fda approves something because you know someone else higher above tells them to approve it 
this is the great irony, right? Anti-vaxxers and liberals are now both going to be anti-vax, but that's a different discussion. We don't want to go down that path. So as I said, liberal, vaccination, women's rights, the rights of people who are not old, white, and male. So if I have just described the antithesis of what you want to learn about, do not follow me on social media. That's awesome. Well, many moons ago when I worked for John McCain yeah. in Arizona. You worked for high John? School. Oh, hey, that's you didn't right. Know he gave, and then I worked in the Obama administration too. And But he gave me some very, very wise pieces of wisdom, which he said, you know, sometimes you can actually agree to disagree with people and you can still appreciate friends. and be friends and yeah. read their information. So, you know, till the day he died, I thought about that, you know, and really that's the way he lived as well. I mean, we, we all know Biden was one of his best friends. I mean, it was, yeah. uh, you know, Really, really interesting. So anyway, very, very wise guy. Definitely go follow him and definitely check out his podcast. And I'm on his podcast. Where where you will be shortly. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Very, very exciting. So, okay, great. Thanks, everybody. And definitely, uh, if you like what you hear, definitely like this podcast episode and follow us and all that good stuff. Okay, thanks so much. Have a great week. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.